Welcome to the Trading Psychology and Mindset Podcast. My name is Ash Playstead. I'm your host, as always. Just a quick bit about myself before we get started. I've been an active trader, researcher, analyst, and coach for the past 25 years, as well as being very curious about human nature. I'm a real student of how the mind works, and I would say without reservation that understanding how to get myself and keep myself, may I add, mentally fit for trading was the pivotal shift that changed my trading life and probably the rest of my life too. Now, this podcast is all about providing real-life, tangible and actionable steps that you can take yourself to get mentally fit for trading success. Now, Before we get started, be sure to head over to my website, mindsetfitmethod.com, where you can check out more helpful content, always free, and subscribe to my newsletter, where I dive deeper into these advanced trading mindset and mental fitness strategies. Now, your conscious mind may make all the plans, but your subconscious mind makes all the decisions. What the heck do you think that statement means? Let's dive into this episode and find out. So the subject matter today is what is the right partnership for trading success? And it is a partnership. And the partnership I'm referring to is between your rational mind or your conscious mind and your subconscious or emotional mind. Working together is the formula for trading success. However, for the vast majority of people, including traders, there is a very poor partnership. These two tend to be in conflict with each other a lot. So the next question would be to ask yourself, which you is in charge of your life? This question is at the forefront of the challenge of trading and indeed life. Every person on the planet is faced with this existential question, this existential challenge at some point. Some will wake up and become fully aware of their internal drivers. However, most will not. They'll continue through life mostly asleep at the wheel, unaware of the silent yet powerful backseat driver. Now, to fully understand the truth of this quote that I started with, we need to go back, way, way back before we look here in the present. Now, millennia ago, humanity's early ancestors were basically sloshing around on the plains and the jungles of the earth with all the other life forms struggling day to day for survival. And that's all it was, a constant battle for survival. None of the life forms had the capacity to look back or imagine forward into the future. Survival in the moment was the name of the game. Now, at some point along the way, something miraculous was also happening. Our early caveman ancestors started to develop a tumour, basically, on the existing survival or emotional-based brain. What we now call our neocortex started to emerge. Our thinking brain, our uniquely human conscious mind had emerged. But back to the subconscious first. Over many, many generations, this simple caveman brain continued to codify our survival instincts to a higher and higher level. And through trillions of experiments, Mother Nature did her work. The pace was incalculably slow, yet inexorable. Centuries came and went, and ever so slowly, caveman, through countless deaths and trial and error, developed what we now call 
the fight-flight impulse, our survival impulse. This fight-flight impulse is pure chemistry. It takes our thinking brain straight offline. Now, this happened and continues to happen in approximately six nanoseconds. That's what the science tells us now. And this is far, far quicker than the rational mind can get back online. That happens in about 25 nanoseconds. Now, the thinking brain was deemed unnecessary in this process. The rational brain was in control. So when a fast attack or a fast escape was all that mattered to our caveman ancestors, getting moving quickly without thinking was the key to survival. So all energy was redirected away from the brain. Oxygen was redirected away from the brain and to the major muscle groups ready to fight or flee. Now, this was a brilliant trick of evolution and allowed our caveman ancestors to slowly emerge as the dominant species. Okay, that was that slow evolutionary process. Now, let's take a quick breather here to remind ourselves of something that's key. Okay, whilst the world has changed a lot, and let's face it, there aren't saber-toothed tigers hiding behind every bush in anymore, we don't really need that survival brain anymore, do we? Right? But as a society... And as a species, I think it's safe to assume we regard ourselves as being in control of our thinking and our choices. That seems like a pretty logical and rational thing to say, yes? Okay, okay, right. Now, I'm sure you're thinking, what has all this backward-looking talk got to do with succeeding at trading? Well, quite a lot, as it turns out. So let's fast forward to today, to the present, and specifically to trading. There are many characteristics and skills that go into developing into a successful trader, right? Numerical skills, are analytical skills, are planning skills, are research and study skills, action taking, patience in equal measure. These are just some of them, and they're all important, right? Yet the single most important skill gets, at best, a limited level of acknowledgement in the trader's kit bag. It's called the skill of emotional regulation, or better said, the skill of creating a winning partnership between your subconscious mind and your conscious mind, which is what we started this episode with. Now, the vast majority of people, just in life generally, get by without really having to develop this level of mental fitness because for most of life, there is time and space between stimulus and response, between cause and effect. So for your rational mind, your conscious mind, to come back online and make considered decisions, right? Now, there's no guarantees of them being the right decisions, but at least you have a chance. Now, remember... It is the subconscious mind making most decisions. Your conscious mind tends to play the role of rationalization, of excuse making, of alibi creation, of truth bending to fit the decisions that your emotional mind makes, right? Now, again, this misaligned partnership can cause all sorts of life-related problems, but we humans tend to be very, very good at explaining it all away. Now, this cannot and does not work in trading. This is the key. And a hint, hint, right? The, the big hint here, this is a key insight as to why 95% of all traders that start out fail before getting to three to five years. You know, that aspirational goal of being a pro trader, that lifestyle. This is key. 
the inability or the lack of awareness to to blend rational and conscious mind, our, our rational and emotional minds together. So what is the solution, right? That is the question. Now, I'll give you the good news first. I'm going to give you the life-changing solution here to take away. The bad news? Well, and I would say it's only bad news if you aren't committed to your success in trading, is that it will take time, focus, repetition, and effort. Much like training for, say, I don't know, an ultra marathon from a standing on the couch start, right? Training your mind up to the appropriate level of mental fitness required, just as it takes training your body up to the state of physical fitness required to run an ultra marathon, takes constant vigilance, constant repetition. Mental fitness is not very different. In fact, it is very similar from physical fitness in the sense that it requires permanent commitment to maintain. It's not just a one-off two, two-day course or quick session. You've got to continue to work on it. Just like going to the gym to continue to keep your body and your muscles tuned up, you need to keep your mind tuned up. That is what mental fitness essentially is. Now, this isn't about manifestation or positive thinking or self-help mantras, right? And those things are okay if they make you feel a little bit more motivated, a little bit more hopeful. But they they will not do the job of transforming the misalignment between conscious and subconscious minds. This is about rebuilding your mind, creating that partnership. And it's going to take deep work and discovering what is actually going on with your broken mind partnership. And then, of course, going about fixing it. So what are the key takeaways, right? Number one, breathing. Breathing is part of your biological signature and has a key role in managing emotion, right? So I teach and coach and use myself diaphragmatic breathing or bellows breathing, as it's um, also called, as an emotional regulation tool. And I do teach this, as I said, as part of uh, Mindset Reflexology Psychology Trading Toolkit um, that we need. And it is right up there in, in importance uh, with having proof that your system is profitable, right? You've got to have a system that's profitable, but the use of diaphragmatic breathing to manage emotional eruptions is very important. And learning how to use it is imperative in keeping your conscious and subconscious partnership on track. It allows you to get to the door of the mind. Number two, mindfulness. And this is something that's been known for probably four and a half thousand years at least. It's this powerful ability mindfulness has to allow us to step inside our own mind, to detach from our thoughts and to observe them, observe them for what they actually are. And what are they? What is thought? Our thought is our emotional programming, given voice. Emotional programming gives us our inner critic, right? That voice in our head that we all have. That's where it comes from. And knowing that our thoughts determine our life should be all that you need to accept in order to also accept that until you can enter your own mind and observe your own thoughts, you will be trapped and controlled by your thoughts, believing them to be something that happens to you, right? And that are indivisible from your identity. The truth is something different. Now, the big breakthrough of mindfulness is knowing you can actually control and shape your own thoughts to serve you in whatever way you desire. This is really important in trading. Number three, re reorganizing your potential. Now, this is where mindset reflexology really kicks in. 
the overarching purpose of this uh, proprietary brain training technology is to integrate a new set of automatic reflexes into your mental framework. Now, anyone can respond the way they wish, right? Given enough time and space to think it through, as I said earlier. However, in trading, we do not have that luxury, right? So the key outcome of trading benefit from mindset reflexology is to install a set of mental behaviors, reflexes to stress and pressure that serve a trader, not a normal human being, a trader. And we traders must be able to count on, in fact, have supreme confidence in our responses to the fight flight reactions that trading triggers. They will continue to come. It's not about avoiding them or blocking them. It's about managing them better. And this is where reorganizing your potential is so important. And this is not a nice-to-have luxury, right? I really want to make this point. It's not a nice-to-have luxury. This is an essential mental fitness skill. Okay, so there you have it. These are the three key takeaways. Breathing, mindfulness, reorganizing your potential. These are the pathways to trading mental fitness. It's yours for the taking. So my question is, what's your next move? Now, I encourage you, friends, to come and see more. Now's the time to begin traveling down the path less traveled, down your own path to self-mastery in trading. And creating the right conscious and subconscious partnership is a key part of that. So come and learn. Go to my website. Enjoy all the learning materials there. Learn what it takes to be mentally fit for trading. So make a move in the right direction. Take action now. I wish you well, and I'll see you on the next episode of the Trading Psychology and Mindset Podcast.